All right. Welcome, everyone. This is uh, the show. Let me turn that music down just a wee bit. Uh, wee. All right. So, um, welcome. This is going to be the third episode of Conflict Call-In. Um, so, let's get right into it because we have a lot to cover today. First of all, it's the 8th of January. I sure hope you're having a good day, as I am. A little chilly outside, a little bit on the nipply side. Just a nit bit tibbly, a tidbit nipply, but beautiful out there. All right, so I think I have it set up to where people in the voice chat can hear the background music uh, and let me know if you can't, but you should also be able to hear any calls that come in. Once again, we've put ourselves out there slightly. Uh, I do expect some troll calls um, at some point, probably the first ones that we'll get, uh, but we'll take them as, uh, as trial runs to make sure the tech works. But um, aside from that, if you'd like to call in, the number is 316-444-3115. And that number will be uh, available during this podcast. So uh, let's get right into it. So I hope you can see the screen. Let me double check. Yes, you can. Okay. We have been going over the November uh, 2021, uh, how y'all say recaps and we mm, we um got a, a good ways into it but not as far as we would like so on the screen here i actually have it pulled up i have the table of contents we stopped at pride month which i think is like one two three four five six seven uh bullets in uh and we're gonna start there today and we're actually only gonna get at most to this es incident we'll hopefully get through the es incident so uh, very obviously the theme of this podcast and the coverage is going to be uh, the recent political drama, uh, the recent um, um, sort of international uh, English branch and ES, which is the Spanish branch. So just for nomenclature, EN is uh, the English branch, which is just the normal SCP wiki that we all know typically. And then ES is the Spanish branch. Okay, so let's head over to um, where we left off, which is Pride Month. And we talked about this just a little bit, uh, but didn't we kind of just scratched the surface, so we're going to get into the rest of it just now. All right, so this topic is Pride Month, and one of the first things that we, say, uh, that we see is someone saying uh, the following phrase. And it's actually this individual, Pedagon. Pedagon counters that, uh, even if the people consent, it is still our job to not put people in situations where they can be targeted through a staff list. Um, just to kick it off hot, no. No, it is not your job. Um, the job of the staff should be to respond to harassment cases, in my opinion. I don't think that they should be trying to proactively police it. And particularly uh, how it's set up here... Um, which is the uh, proactive, the pre-crime policing of a preferred uh, political and demographic uh, body, which is unfortunately this um, this uh, group, this LGBTQ plus group on SCP that we'll see, I feel is uh, very improperly represented by the individuals in that group on this particular community. Um, 
not trying to use myself as a token, but you know, I am uh, part of that community. Um, and personally, when I see a sentence like this saying that it's the job of the staff uh, to uh, protect me, um, I, I don't, I don't need that. I don't want, and I don't need your protection. In fact, uh, part of the reason, part of the deal um, for getting on the internet, sharing something like an SCP Wiki article or something that I've written, uh, I've already assumed the risk involved in that. And if I haven't, or if anyone else hasn't, then uh, they haven't really understood what it is that they're getting themselves into. Uh, this is part of human nature. The more visible you become, the uh, bigger the target is on your back for any sort of uh, criticism or attention, whether it's good or bad, and you have to take one with the other. So this idea uh, that Patagon says where it's the staff's job to uh, essentially um, parent and coddle this one particular demographic of individuals who are on the site uh, it is a little, it rings a little hollow to me. I don't think that's true. I don't think that the staff should be attempting to shepherd um, individuals of a particular political class above people from another particular group. And this is going to be sort of the theme of, um, what's up, what's up, Jane Bond? Uh, this is going to be sort of the theme of this coverage, which is that unfortunately the whole impetus of the um, of the movement, this LGD, LGBTQ movement, the whole goal is to treat people equally. But unfortunately, we've seen an overgrowth of that. We've seen it uh, actually get a little top-heavy and tip in the other direction to where now we're at a point, particularly on the SCP, if only that, where this uh, demographic, this political block, um, is uh, elevated beyond the equal treatment of, of other people. Um, so, you know, this is going to be a theme throughout this. I take a lot of issue with that. I don't, I don't think that's the right way to go about this. Um, because if you aren't stopping at equality, then essentially what you're doing is just vying for a chance to be on the receiving end of that inequality. And so that's what we see a lot of people involved in this community. Unfortunately, it's a very small sect of that community. Obviously the, the, uh, the most problematic ones are often the, the loudest, but we see this theme, and it actually pops up again here. Uh, Gremlin Group's the next sentence. Gremlin Group suggests instead of focusing on featuring LGBTQ-themed work uh, uh, and agrees that there is a general consensus that more needs to be done for Pride. But uh, I would ask um, a question of Gremlin Group and uh, the individuals on staff who agree with this. Why? Why is uh, there the consensus that more needs to be done for pride? Um, once again, we are in a corner of the internet, the SCP Wiki, that has made it explicitly clear uh, several times, too loud, in fact, in my opinion, that this demographic is not only welcomed in this place, but elevated. Uh, once again, they've been given, for example, in this situation, they, they've been given their own uh, month, which is June, uh, of, of full celebration and dedication. Uh, no one else, no other group, no other cause, uh, no other, uh, no other uh, political bloc gets the logo changed for them. It's, uh, it's just this one. So uh, once again, I'm all for equal treatment. I'm part of this group. 
uh, I, I don't think that um, extending it past equal treatment is the right thing to do. So um, this idea that even more needs to be done for pride, that that singling out an elevation above everyone else isn't good enough, uh, that's, that's a little strange to me, and I would, I would uh, be interested to hear uh, anyone, uh, not just these individuals, explain why it is that uh, the current amount of pride is not enough. Now, I've ignored part of the situation here to make that argument. Uh, it's very clear why it is they think that more needs to be done, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But um, there is one silver ray, a silver lining, a ray of hope. Um, Gremlin Group underlies, underlines the fact that the interests of the user base, rather than just staff, must be at the core of any actions taken. Uh, this is incredibly important. I'm very, very happy to see this in here because that's what, not, what, uh, that's what was not identified. Uh, that's what was not um, taken into account when it comes to the infamous uh, June 2018 Pride logo fiasco. Basically, the staff did what they wanted to and they, they really ignored, ignored the rest of the community's um, opinions on the matter ultimately admitting that it was a mistake. But let's actually go to uh, this thread uh, that is mentioned here. So they, they get to talking about it, and they talk about, uh, you know, workshopping this topic on 05. And we actually saw this thread come about here, which was uh, about the 10th of November. So um, we see everything that we saw in the recap basically here uh, I actually go into a lot of detail covering a lot of uh, the comments that are on this page um, you have a whole tier of staff who um, attempt to repeat the mistakes of that June 2018 logo fiasco they attempt to repeat them verbatim uh, it is as if they are not aware of what happened and uh, I have to wonder that maybe they aren't uh, maybe they aren't aware but if uh, you would like to read uh, more detail uh, about these posts and these comments particularly, uh, there is a um, blog post on, the, on my blog up here that is called The Pride Before the Fall, and that goes into a tremendous amount of detail when it comes to these comments that we see here, uh, I guess probably halfway down the page. And we don't have to repeat all this. Like I said, this is an incredibly long article, uh, as is my MO. Uh, shout out to Moose. But uh, the main points of this article, besides uh, really combing through these comments here and, and how some of them are incredibly um, dismissive of what happened in 2018, uh, basically running their heads straight into the same wall at the same spot. Uh, but the main points of that um, blog article, we can... We can just talk about the headers. Uh, the main points in the headers are, um, I think, about five or five or six of them. One, self-inflicted hyperinflammatory autoimmune diseases, which is what we see here. Um, the English branch's unapologetic trending towards misinformation, uh, which we see here, and we'll go into detail of all this in a minute. Uh, a reenactment of um, the summer of 2018, revisiting, really unlearning the lessons of that summer and that incident. Oh, hey. Thank you so much. Look at that. Appreciate it. Mm-mm. Cappuccino. 
Yeah, yeah, you know that. Uh, Drive Joe is an open thing. It's cleaner than it usually is. Thanks. That's my wife. She got me a cappuccino. Anywho's, um, the fourth point is the English branch's radical splinter cell, uh, which is a subsect of this LGBTQ movement. I want to make this very, very clear. Uh, I don't have a problem with the LGBTQ mov movement on SCP Wiki. I think it's healthy. I think it's just, given the historical context, the backdrop against which uh, this celebration is taking place, because uh, on the other end of it, it was quite awful. And uh, we can see that all throughout the history of the SCP Wiki. However, uh, there is a small faction, a small subset um, of individuals that I would call a radical splinter cell of the LGBTQ movement on the SCP Wiki. And these people really epitomize the fallacy that I opened this with, which is that they, they misunderstand the movement um, to not be something that vies for equal treatment, but instead vies to invert the hierarchy um, so that they can be at the beneficial end of the inequality for a change. And um, that's what this is all about. That's why these individuals believe that not enough is being done, by the way. And this should really tell you something. It should tell you that uh, if this isn't enough to satisfy this uh, smaller sect of the LGBTQ community at SCP, uh, nothing is going to. Um, the idea that you can throw something at them and then be appeased by it is false. And uh, I have my own reasons for that. I'd be interested to hear anyone else's, uh, but, uh, but we can move on. The second to last header from that blog post is about the false dichotomy of immersion and militant pride these two th these two things being at odds with one another fictionally uh, where this doesn't necessarily have to be uh, things that uh, that clash and collide in the way that we see them do and then the last one is the extension of the word flag into flagrant and these people really do that they put the flagrant into the flag when it shouldn't be there to begin with and just to um, just to demonstrate how important it is to learn from the lessons of the past. In fact, I'm, I'm a little, I'm not surprised, um, but I do believe that if it were me on the staff, um, there should be some sort of a component of the uh, initiation into staff where you're educated about history, right? Doesn't that make sense? Where you, you uh, kind of go over some of the major things that have happened. Um, and particularly with uh, scandals and fiascos and how not to uh, repeat those mistakes, which is what we are seeing here. For example, if you see people saying, uh, um, uh, let's see, let's just scroll down here. Limey. Limey says uh, that basically they believe that um, the, the Pride logo should be permanent, which is, uh, which is you know, not, not a good idea. And uh, this is why. Um, <laughs> this was made a couple of days after the whole thing started. You know, mainly it's the it's uh, the 16th, I think, of June is really when it all gets heated. Uh, this is two days later. So this is an admission of, of them doing wrong. It's them talking about what it is that they need to fix. Okay. And if we look back at some of these individuals who are saying these things and recommending these uh, these demonstrably... Uh, 
problematic and destructive uh, policies and ideas, uh, such as uh, Edna uh, Granbo um, saying that basically we should ban people who try to make the immersion argument, um, you know, right here. Uh, if we look at them a little more closely, we can see that uh, they've uh, been a, a Wikidot user since 2015 and a, and a site member since 2019. So perhaps they weren't really uh, on the wiki at this point. They don't really have that historical backdrop and lessons that you can learn from having gone through it once before. So, you know, uh, I suppose we can assume that they're ignorant of it, which is the most favorable argument we can give them. But we're going to come back to this. Um, so once again, there's a very, very solid reason that's not really mentioned here as to why uh, suddenly in November there is the push to do more for Pride Month, which is technically in June. And if you uh, if you haven't guessed it, it's this. It's the ES incident. But let's keep moving on because we're going to get there. Once again, uh, if you'd like to call in 316-444-3115, that is our Skype number. You'll essentially be muted as soon as I answer, uh, and we'll get to a stopping point and then let you uh, let you call in. Hey, if uh, anyone is um, able to hear the music in the background, let me know. Uh, I think I worked out that detail. All right, so the next section is called Content Discovery, and the summary is that staff discuss problems making on-site material accessible to users. Which is interesting because if you'll recall in the October 21 recaps, uh, the amount of time and effort put into making the site more accessible to new users uh, was a, certainly a motif. It really popped up a lot. Um, there were several sections dedicated to it. And we learned in that recap that essentially this was because uh, the metrics of the site showed that there was uh, an influx of new users. So there was a lot of redesigning, a lot of streamlining to essentially try to make, um, make the uh, topology of the site more conducive to new people coming in and uh, discovering things that the staff feels like they should discover. Of course, one of those things being the rules. Uh, which is which is reasonable but uh, what's happening here <laughs> we'll read the first sentence uh, basically that there is uh, there's an uh, a perennial issue here there's going to be some substantial subset of the reader base that wants nothing more than to read their five favorite series one scps over and over again but the problem pretty rapidly becomes less leading the horse to water and more making them drink it. So uh, this is a strange way to start a recap, but just to give you a little more context, because I can understand how it might be confusing. Uh, what's happening here is that um, basically there's two sides to a coin. And that coin most often experienced, uh, the more often tread face of that coin, is the uh, pejorative that is described to series one articles on the SCP, particularly those who only read them. It's not so much that the people on the SCP, new authors, modern authors, dislike series one material. That's not true. That's a common misconception among critics, uh, critics of the SCP. Um, that's not true. In fact, there's a lot of new SCPs that sort of uh, 
uh, navigate that Series 1 terrain and vibe uh, very well and do a very good job. And those things are uh, liked and they're upvoted and, uh, and, and praised. The animosity comes from this, um, like I said, a pejorative that's ascribed to individuals who only want to read Series 1. Uh, we could call these the Gen 1ers, Generation 1ers. Gen 1ers, um, basically to encapsulate it from the perspective of the general vibe of SCP, is that these are the der-her SCP readers who only like the Series 1 uh, because they don't have the intellectual uh, capacity or complexity or uh, prerequisites to enjoy uh, what they would regard as the more advanced uh, narrative and the more advanced style of writing in the newer series. We can't do this uh, generally without being very incorrect as an oversimplification, but somewhere in the application of this statement, there are individuals who instantiate it very, very strongly and make it very correct. And that is that there's also an aspect of this where new modern authors uh, resent the attention that the SCP-1 series articles get because they would rather have people read theirs because they're not series one authors, they're series seven authors or series five authors or whatever. So there's an equal and opposite reaction to this. Um, just as you have a small group of people uh, who only like SCP-1 series, you have on the other end of the spectrum and as an equal and opposite reaction, this camp of individuals who are uh, really really gung-ho about the new SCPs being uh, championed. And I call this small camp of SCP individuals the new SCP in you. And the reason I do that is because of this right here. Uh, we see um, we see things, attempts all throughout the wiki uh, to push users into this uh, particular direction. This is an example right here. This is the R new SCP subreddit. On the side, um, we can see the about says an SCP subreddit dedicated to bringing attention uh, to the newer articles in the community. And we can also see that it doesn't uh, have a lot of engagement. These are these are config magazine numbers. I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not uh, bashing myself. I'm just saying that's where we are in our history. Uh, but these guys have been around for quite a while. Uh, they're still active. This this user posted this three days ago. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a large appetite for uh, for these uh, for solely championing these new SCPs. And I'll leave it to the reader to decide why that is. But uh, I also want to mention that this is not something that's um, strictly extra to the actual wiki. Uh, this is something that the staff themselves, through their um, design of the architecture on the site and uh, through the decisions that they've made about where to put things on the site, that's what I mean when I say architecture, um, we can see them actually participating in this as well. They're trying, they're making a conscious effort uh, to route attention to the places that they would like it, uh, that being primarily newer uh, newer articles, and of course, this isn't a uh, an evil intention. Uh, if you have new content, you definitely want to push people in that direction uh, because that's what's going to keep them um, engaged with the site. It's also what's going to recruit new people to contribute. But uh, we can see um, 
how this has changed over the years. So for example, this is a archive capture of the SCP Wiki Foundation. Uh, one second here. There it is. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, I missed it too, James Bond. Uh, it's just it's a little simpler. In fact, shout out to uh, to Blake and Harmony for kind of doing something similar to the uh, Config Magazine. I kind of feel like this is a step in the right direction. Look how look how elegant that is. It's a little better. Uh, this is how it used to look, but let's focus on exactly why um, why uh, this look is relevant to what I'm talking about. Which is that again, the staff, not just um, you know members of this Reddit, the subreddit, the staff have made conscious efforts to try to route individuals to SCP, and this is what we really call a dark pattern. Now, of course, this is usually a little more sleazy, uh, using a little more misdirection and um, and misdirection. Uh, like tactics to get people to pay for things um, but basically uh, yeah it's a user interface that has been carefully crafted to trick users into doing things such as buying overpriced insurance uh, or, or whatnot we see this a lot basically on a lot of highly commercial sites we use uh, Wix so if you go to Wix.com for example and you're not logged in uh, it's really difficult to find the actual um, things that you need. Sometimes it's not the case here. It didn't work for me. I should have done better development and research for that. But um, anyway, the idea is that you are shaping the topology of people's experience of your site in order to route them to a particular goal. Like I said, these dark patterns, as you see on the Wikipedia entry, they have a little bit of um, a negative connotation to them when it comes to, you know, a racket uh, or a scam. But um, that's the best term that I know of to describe what's happening here. Let me demonstrate this for you. So these are basically the mass team and the tech team uh, that are making these architectural changes to incentivize the newer users. Um, if you look at this old capture of the 2017 uh, a Wayback Machine, uh, you can see that we have a section here called Top Rated Pages. And so if we click on that, this is how it was um, probably up until about 2019. Uh, the dates aren't exact. Um, if we click on that, we get to um, this page. Okay, here we go. So this is what it looked like in 2017 when you clicked on it. Uh, here you will find the most favored pages on the site, um, yada, yada, yada. They have the top rated pages, which as you would expect, um, show the most upvoted uh, articles on the site, um, you know, all time. Now, let's contrast this uh, with what we see today and notice the structural changes that have taken place and why they might have taken place. Today, when we go to the SCP Wiki, uh, you know, a lot has changed, as uh, Jane Bond pointed out. Uh, but you see where previously we had uh, the top-rated pages. What we have now is just top-rated here, and it's much, much smaller, and it's much lower on the list, and it's actually given a, a, a column. It's not even given its own dedicated uh, horizontal um, bar here. And if we actually click on this, something strange happens. Uh, we actually get to the top-rated pages in the last 30 days. 
we don't get to the top rated pages of all time. In fact, you can see up in the URL, uh, this is a strict reroute to the top rated pages for the last month. So this is um, obviously uh, an attempt to get individuals uh, more invested in modern SCP articles because it really belies uh, a, a very stout observation uh, that the SCP staff and community at large have a little bit of an inferiority complex with their past success. Uh, we can get back to the top rated pages as we would have done in previous years by simply removing the uh, top rated pages. We remove the this month from the URL and we get back to where we were. Uh, they've also tucked it away very, very far down the page uh, into the archive. So um, this, once again, is really another step in a very, very long attempt to get people more invested in the more modern things of the community. But of course, that is not quite happening. The only one really in this whole entire upper tier that frustrates that uh, are SCP-5000 and SCP-4000. You can make an argument for 4999 and uh, 3999. But most of these, as you can see, are series one. So I, I think that, it's, like I said, it's not an evil thing. You know, uh, We don't necessarily have to interpret it in the worst possible light. But I certainly do think that um, there are at least a portion of people behind such changes who are trying to incentivize their own success. Okay. So um, in this section, let's continue. Uh, we see um, basically what I would describe as a pattern of these individuals uh, believing that they know what's best for their generic audience uh, and strangely trying to force those preferences and views on other people, like telling children what to eat. Um, so let's go back to this opening quote that basically... Uh, there's going to be a, a subset of the reader base that wants nothing more than to read their favorite, uh, their five favorite series SCP-1s over and over again. Well, I would ask a question. Uh, what is wrong with liking a series one article and reading it over and over again? There's really nothing wrong with that, is there? So, um, just given the general uh, tendency to do this, uh, I can't help but um, think that this is sort of an attempt to do this, <laughs> to uh, try to get some drainage going on here from the old to the new. And then um, there's also a more troubling uh, mentality, and this is actually the exact same thing we saw up here where they feel the need to basically be parental figures to uh, the community or, part or portions of the community. And we see that again as well. Um, uh, they talk about tales and how tales are really uh, less popular than the SCPs, uh, with someone even going so far as to say, um, yeah, wow, uh, the wiki really is oriented so that if you're not writing an SCP article, get out. 
uh, and this is Lucio, uh, optimistic Lucio who is musing that. And then someone says, this is what we are known for. And uh, they, but oddly, they regard it as a problem. Uh, this is this is the picture of people who don't understand why it is that they're present. Um, the SCP is unique because of its article format. If it wasn't for the article format, it would be another fan fiction site. Um, it's always been the case that the articles will be more popular. Uh, that is rightfully so. It is essentially the spearhead of a genre of literature that we call containment fiction, that we decide to call containment fiction, um, which the tales don't share in. So, um, you know, it, it's a very strange mentality to see this as a problem and to think that it needs to be fixed. And then furthermore, that your actions, your policy changes, your dark patterning of the website is going to somehow fix that. Although I will say that it's a little odd, I found out in reading this, that tales don't have tags. That's a little strange. We can see these two topics sort of intertwining as they uh, posit and float adding a, a queer tag, which, once again, on the surface of, I don't have any problem with, but we are not doing that for any other political groups or demographics. And so this is an instance of privilege, which, um, which in my opinion, defeats the purpose of the whole point of trying to draw attention to the group and celebrate it, which is that we should be aiming for equal quality treatment. So basically, uh, my point being here is that uh, you should probably stay on the horse that got you there. Uh, the article is the entree, the tails are the side items, and they always have been. So let's just let it be that way. It's okay. Uh, it's not an injustice. It's not a problem. Uh, again, if it weren't this way, this wouldn't be SCP. All right, let's move on. Uh, we've got a lot more ground to cover. Hey, Jane Bond, uh, answer me a question. Can you hear this background music? Oh, that's good news. Thanks. All right, great. All right, um, so the next topic here, uh, INT admins posting on 05 command. Uh, first, first thing, uh, let's read the summary. Staff discuss whether users from the International Translation Archive with the 05 command posting permissions should be allowed to post on English branch policy threads. The consensus is that they cannot. This is similar to uh, up here. In fact, this Pride Month, uh, the reason why we separated this to its own episode is, like I said, there's really a constant motif that re-presents itself. We've seen two topics so far, and it has presented itself uh, twice. And it's now presenting itself a third time. Uh, we will soon find out that the reaction to these suggestions in the Pride Month are what have incensed the INT admins to post on 05. Because uh, if you read this thread, something that we didn't go into a lot of detail into, and once again, I recommend you do that on your own time. Uh, basically, uh, the policy discussions that are being talked about in Pride Month include... Uh, impinging and, for a lack of a better term, mandating policies on the international branches in a way that the English branch sees fit. So by this point, the international communities have gotten wind of this. Uh, they are not happy, particularly about the idea uh, that the English wiki is a sort of imperialistic figure that can come in and 
uh, disregard cultural differences and tell them what they should be doing. Uh, that would that would be really an offense to anyone, I believe, with a uh, with a sense of decency and liberty. And uh, this has been missed by a portion of the English staff. And as we will get to, this has become quite a controversy with a lot of individuals having to uh, survey the damage that they've done unwittingly before they recognize that this was a bad idea. Once again, people, know your history. And, speaking of which, uh, the uh, config uh, wiki is uh, there for that reason. It's so that we can figure out um, what happened so that we don't do it again. That's really the purpose of this. Despite what you've heard, it's not it's not meant to slander people, but it is meant to point out when they do really dumb things. <laughs> anyway, back to this. Um, this first name, uh, we'll come back. We'll see it again. So uh, it's not like a secret or anything, but just keep it in mind. It's important to make a note that it uh, that it's here. But I also want to mention that uh, the explicit connection between this, um, somewhat of that, and somewhat of this. Uh, isn't really included. Um, for example, the recap team does not give you the context of this, uh, which is really a slow boil of uh, political tension that has resulted in uh, what we'll come to know as the ES incident. Uh, all that has to do with this. These are all branches of a route that has yet to really be approached by the recap team, which is a stylistic choice. It's fine. But uh, it's hard to make complete sense of it if you don't have that uh, common denominator in mind. Okay, so in this section uh, we see a quote um, basically some uh, some international administrators or peoples will be posting on the 05 thread sometime soon in reference to the Pride Month discussions uh, described in the recap above. Okay, which we already went over. Uh, just to um, Refresh your memory. Uh, that's this one, uh, and we can actually see exactly where this happened. So the recap took place. This conversation took place on the 11th, and the next day, as promised, we have Gene R, who is a Russian wiki administrator. Um, and once again, it's totally appropriate for the international community to get involved in this 05 thread because um, these policy changes uh, have to. Yeah, it, they have to do with the treatment of the international branches. So it's disingenuous. It's actually uh, dishonest, in my opinion, to say that this really is an EN uh, issue uh, that precludes individuals from other international communities from inputting their opinions and ideas uh, because it um, directly results in uh, policy changes for these international uh, folk. So... Obviously, this is a problem, uh, suddenly, um, for the SCP Wiki. Uh, you know, the uh, tradition of uh, international administrators posting on O5 uh, is, is a long one. It's a historied one. Uh, for example, we see here in 2017, uh, this same individual posting and actually making a O5 thread to discuss, um, to discuss international concerns 
we see a lot of activity between uh, the um, ambassador team of the SCP Wiki staff and uh, other individuals from other branches uh, collaborating. And that's really the reason why they have this uh, rule set up in the first place, why these permissions exist for these foreign, for these international figures. In fact, I took the opportunity to ask Harmony about this because she was an uh, international hub ambassador for quite a long time and had a lot of interaction with these individuals, uh, even setting up this uh, hub, as you can see on her, uh, on her old name. Uh, and so I asked her about this. I said, why, why do these individuals from other communities, from the international branches, have permissions to post on O5? And Harmony's reply was basically uh, giving them the ability to post directly, not having to wait for someone else to post for them. Uh, first, this was sort of an informal measure, but became formal afterwards. So, uh, you know, this goes back quite a long ways. Uh, we could find earlier examples than 2016. And so that leads us to ask, why is this suddenly being questioned now? And why suddenly is the consensus that they are not allowed to post on O5? Well, this is a, uh, a problem of uh, political prioritization. Uh, no surprise. Because cultural differences and respecting those cultural differences to a majority of the present SCP uh, members here in my opinion and in my analysis form the moral bread and butter of their ethical system so the whole act of adopting the perspective of an outsider whether it be an lgbtq or an eastern asian individual as we'll see later in this topic where they change the uh the flag of this um, japanese group of interest for for um extra cultural concerns uh, the whole perspective the whole act of adopting the perspective of this outsider and making it yours is in my opinion the moral crux of scp's ethical construct uh, i have my own thoughts on this uh, i think this is done because it uh, it allows the individual who is observing uh, making a point of this nature to seem profound uh, because people think it is inherently smart to adopt other people's customs and views other than those that are unique to their culture at some point, this is paradoxical because if you apply that to everyone universally, we can use Kant's uh, philosophy of morality here. If you apply that universally to everyone, then no one would have their own culture. Uh, but that's, that's a discussion for another time. Here, we see what is usually this bread and butter of the moral edifice of SCP, and particularly the staff, uh, and particularly this smaller sect of individuals. We see how it's actually leapfrogged itself here. It is now the kryptonite. It's now the problem. We have someone from an alternate uh, culture speaking out against uh, this uh, motive to further encroach LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ celebration um, onto uh, and over cultural differences. So this is sort of a mismatch. It's sort of a uh, SCP uh, virtuous nightmare uh, because you have competing uh, brands of uh, cultural uh, tolerance going on here. So suddenly, what has always been allowed and has never been questioned is uh, suddenly um, questioned, and its appropriateness has to be discussed and, as we can see, ultimately revoked. To 
so we'll, we'll, let me say it this way. What we see here is that the reason that they gave them permission to post on 05 is now the exact same reason that is being used to take it away from them. Is that obvious? Is that clear? The point was to allow them to post to bring messages of this nature in a collaborative fashion in an efficient manner. And now that is the threat because they're going to disagree with these new policy proposals. That's how twisted the panties are here. Um, again, this, this policy, it's not... Yeah, so look, uh, we have someone saying, uh, Stormbreath actually, who's, a, who's an administrator. Um, he agrees that they should not be weighing in on EN policy. Okay. So that's a pretty remarkable amount of... Um, dishonesty because uh, if you want to categorize um, it's like this if I decide to go over to my neighbor's house and intrude upon their family uninvited uh, but then I call it a uh, matter of of my individual policy and uh, they shouldn't be weighing in on that that uh, there's a lot of problems with that that doesn't seem to work um, but that's really what's happening when they talk about how this shouldn't be open to discussion from anyone else because it's technically, quote-unquote, technically an EN policy. Well, that's just not true. It actually involves quite heavily the other communities and the other branches. Uh, it has direct, um, uh, direct effects on these individuals and how they run their community. And essentially, this is EN trying to force a policy down their throat and then uh, saying that they shouldn't be allowed to protest because it's a matter of their own their own policy. Um, so this explicitly has to do with the international communities, but we can see how everything pivots on a dime. Uh, what used to be the reason that they were given these permissions are now the reason why they shouldn't have them. This is a remarkable uh, topspin that is happening here, but it is occurring balanced on a very very small surface area and I hope that it's been clear already what that surface area is it is one consideration and that is anything it seems to do with this favored demographic and the whole point of this podcast if you'll recall is to point out how far it has gone how overgrown it has become and how it has burst the seams of what it should originally what it uh, originally should have been which is uh, extending appreciation, celebration, rights, equality, uh, welcomeness to a previously marginalized group to the extent that they can feel welcome in the place, which has already been achieved. Uh, now we're well past that point. And so we see um, just how central, how fundamental this motive to... Um, further cater to this preferred demographic is when the entirety of their international policies can be inverted and invalidated uh, when that one fundamental germ, that fundamental core surface area of the entire ethical edifice is threatened. This is why um, I argue that this sort of mentality that we see at SCP, which once again does not speak for the rest of the LGBTQ community, um, 
a lot of individuals in the community, uh, you know, once again, which I'm a part of, uh, not, not really a uh, very loud activist, but uh, if, you want, if you want to be technical about it, I'm in that category. I, I certainly don't like uh, these individuals representing that group. I think they get it completely wrong. This is why I wrote this article about SCP. Um, the title is a bit of a clickbait. But um, the rest of it goes on to explain that it's not really accurate to call SCP a cult, which is what some people have uh, done to some notoriety on the internet in this space. But instead, um, it's more accurately described as a religion, as a fundamentalist religion. And you can tell that, and we'll see this again and again in this uh, exploration, because uh, the entirety of ethical um, foundations uh, pivot upon this one point. And so if that's the case, it, uh, everything else is dependent and predicated upon that one consideration. We can conclude that that is the fundamental aspect of the, philos of the philosophy here and also of the uh, ethical considerations. Therefore, it is a fundamentalist ideology. And there, there's a lot of discussion in these things we'll get to about how it's not fair to call it an ideology. Uh, however, uh, when you make the idea the core component, when you make it the aspect that is indomitable by any other consideration, when the idea of you know LGBTQ celebration or whatever is uh, incompressible, when it can't be uh, molded, when it can't be moved by any sort of uh, critical thinking or logic, um, the likes of which we see here, uh, that's when you have made an idea into an ideology. You have constructed everything around that idea. That's what an ideology is. And so that's why, in my opinion, uh, and in the opinion of uh, other international branches, as we'll soon see, SCPs, um, this particular clique of SCP, their attitude is absolutely that of an ideology. All right. Uh, there's a there's a nice quote in here, nice quote. Um, I think it's Storm Breath. Yeah, G. Uh, here he is. Storm Breath notes that posting to O5 command gives potentially undue authority to comments. Well, I I completely agree. <laughs> Not in the way that Storm Breath believes. Of course, Storm Breath is saying that so that they can argue against showing people from international communities posting on O5 because they think it's their uh, it, it's their political clout to hoard. But uh, I would actually agree with them because, or, or Storm Breath as an individual, because if we look at things like uh, the discussion regarding SCP Disc J, and we go down, we see comments like this from Mamban, uh, which if you haven't read, I would encourage you to do. Uh, there is some of the most daft statements in this comment that I've ever seen, and uh, certainly. Uh, this stage of O5 gives undue authority to comments like this. But once again, that's not really what Stormbreath is trying to say. Stormbreath is saying that people who speak out against LGBTQ ideologies uh, shouldn't be allowed to speak out against them. All right, uh, we read on a little bit. Um, uh, Limey has discussed ES concerns with the ES admins. That's not really that comforting, given that 
uh, in the thread we just clicked out of, uh, basically Limey is the one who is encouraging people to adopt something like the Pride logo as a permanent feature of the SCP Foundation and uh, believes that they should modify uh, things like their international policies uh, for the international community. So that's not very uh, comforting of a statement there. Uh, Lady Katie announces that uh, she and Yasi are dealing with the same issue excuse me, through international channels and has been doing so since last night. Uh, Limey is pleased to learn this. Uh, Gremlin Group is surprised that Limey is only learning it now and was not told ahead of time as they are the author of the O5 command thread that we just saw. Gremlin Group feels that knowing work was done could have helped the situation considerably. I think this is funny and worth mentioning because Limey apparently believes that because they created the uh, misguided, malintended, um, actually this is Gremlin Group who feels this way, that because Limey created the misguided and malintended thread, that Limey is suddenly uh, the godfather on this more general issue and should be made aware of everything that's happening regarding it. I, I find that to be particularly tasty. We'll come back and see why maybe it's maybe it's a good idea to not have Limey up to date with all these things. We'll see why that is in just a little bit, but let's go to the next section. The next one is um, about this uh, group of interest. Um, if we want to actually go to it, uh, actually, I actually had to get a archived version of it. So once again, um, the crux of the ethical edifice at, U at, um, at SCP is being discussed here, which is once again, the exiting of your own quote-unquote own culture to... Um, respect and appreciate the foreign cultural concerns of someone else which once again is a respectable and noble uh, task um, that's necessary for any sort of diplomacy uh, and uh, and uh, relation politically to succeed um, and actually I don't disagree with what they're doing here so I don't know if anyone knows this but my wife is Korean uh, and she regards this flag, the House of the Rising Sun, as an, uh, uh, sorry, not the House of the Rising Sun, that is a great song. But um, if we look at the archived version of this group of interest page, we see, I'm not going to pronounce this right, uh, Ajamiya. Mm. Uh, they, their icon is this rising sun, um, which strictly was associated with a particular wartime of uh, Japanese imperialism and so um, individuals of, of Korean descent particularly and uh, of other of other nations as well uh, they really regard it as analogous to the Nazi symbol so um, this really isn't that unreasonable to me I think uh, I think it's a good instance of their uh, ethical system working well um, if we look at the current version of this page we will notice that uh, the logo has been changed. Uh, and once again, I don't think anything is lost by changing that logo, so uh, good good on SCP. However, uh, if we go to the hub, I will point this out just for fun. Okay, uh, we're at the hub, the icon has been changed. Okay, good job. If we go down to files, we actually still see that this is quite present. 
So um, anyway, so this is once again, this is an ethical system that can that can uh, work. It can hit the target well. It can it can result in accurate and good things. Uh, the problem is that uh, the question comes about, um, uh, you know, where is the line drawn? So um, regarding anything that anyone could find offensive, you know, where do we draw the line? Where do we draw that line that says, okay, well, this offense is worthy of changing something and this is not? There really is no clear logical answer to that. Uh, that is to say, in this ethical system, there is no non-arbitrary way to say where that line is, so you can't. Um, that would be the case if SCP's uh, ethical construct was consistent. Um, thankfully, for the purposes of answering this question, uh, EN is not logically consistent with itself. They actually have a very clear line that we can observe where uh, the line is drawn when it comes to finding things offensive or offending others. And as we've seen so far in this recap in all of these topics actually, uh, that line is um, a subset of the demographic at SCP, which is a preferred and political uh, group. Um, that's the very, very clear line. Um, this, I, this mentality at, uh, at SCP will try to accommodate cultural sensitivities and avoid offense, except when the culture is not in favor of their preferred one, particularly their preferred political affiliation and partisan identification. So it's like a game of rock, paper, scissors. And that leads us to the last topic and the most involved topic that we will be discussing today, which is really the culmination of everything we've been talking about. It's sort of the crescendo. Uh, it's sort of uh, the uh, season closer to all of these uh, concerns that have been brought up. Just uh, to know, we'll be doing this again. Let's tomorrow. get to this in just a few minutes. I'm gonna at, uh, take a one-minute break. Central time. That's 12 o'clock standard. Uh, sorry, Eastern Standard Time. Um, in fact, uh, I just had a thought. Um, let's actually cut it here, and uh, tomorrow will be the culmination of what we've covered here today, and we'll dedicate it exclusively to the ES incident. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of very interesting things tomorrow. Uh, we will demonstrate objectively how and why uh, there absolutely is no consistent, definable ground to the morality with which these uh, individuals that are involved in this highly militant sect of the LGBTQ demographic at SCP uh, will we'll demonstrate very, very clearly in multiple, multiple ways how and why uh, these individuals uh, are not guided uh, logically, uh, philosophically, by anything but um, basically their desires, what they would like to see happen, insofar as they self-serve. Um, this is really the whole problem. This is why we've talked about everything so far. It really results from individuals running blindly uh, at the behest of their most basic and basal uh, instincts when it comes to defending their egos and the amount of damage that we will witness uh, as a result of the need to satiate and keep afloat these egos uh, will finally come around and be recognized for the misstep that it is in fact we'll get a little preview here of this topic and say in the summary 
that we see the staff discuss an incident involving English articles translated to the Spanish branch without their pride CSS elements. And again, that is uh, that was the motivating force behind our initial topic of why we should be doing more for Pride Month in November. And the summary goes on to say the resultant problematic behavior of English SCP Wikia uh, SCP uh, Wikipedia members. So uh, that's the victory right there, uh, just to see that the recap team and the staff on the whole have stepped back and stepped away from the destruction that was this ES incident and come a little more back to the side of critical thought and rationality and uh, do at least a little bit to uh, reestablish their reputation as something that is not uh, a complete ethical and philosophical failure. Well, I do appreciate you joining us. Um, Once again, this is a podcast that will be uploaded after our second show tomorrow. The second show is going to be Sunday, the 9th, uh, same time, same place. And like I said, we will save the best for last and cover this, uh, this topic, the ES incident, tomorrow. I appreciate it. You'll have a great day.